Welcome to the Unleashed Mindset. This is the place to be to open up your mind and challenge your thinking to set yourself free. Freedom is our goal and our priority, so let's go get it. Alright guys, welcome to the Unleashed Mindset. My name is Lachwelikov and today we have our first ever special guest on this podcast. And this is someone that actually inspired me to do the podcast and get it started and someone I've looked up to. It's one of my coaches and yeah, welcome Jason Greystone. Thanks for, thanks for having me on, Latch. Well right. done on the podcast. Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of people might not know you, so do you want to sort of give yourself a proper introduction of who you are, what you do? Sure, yeah. So I'm a, uh, I'm a professional trader and, and uh, investor. I have built um, businesses since the age of 22 and these days I am financially independent and I like to help other young entrepreneurs build their businesses and also teach people how to invest their money the right way and grow wealth. Yep I mean good portfolio to have isn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's doing all right at the moment. Yeah I mean to start off I mean Jason's got quite a lot of content out there so we're talking say YouTube podcast, always free podcast, always free mindset letter and talking from that, well, the mindset that is something that inspired me to start the podcast. There was clear action steps. And I just thought, look, why not? And it leads me on to my first question for Jason, which is, look, I know you've read over five, six hundred books, if not more. But what is it that separated you from everyone else? Because there's probably many people out there that have read so much content. But why aren't they in the same position as you? It's, um, believe it or not, that's a question that I get still, even in the network that I'm in now. So that I, I hang around with, you know, I've kind of raised my circle of influence as I've spent more and more on my self-development. And believe it or not, I still get people coming up to me asking this, you know, how I'm getting the results. And um, some of my mentors, I've actually gone to one of my mentors and said, what do you think it is? Because they've witnessed it. And what they said to me is, it's your ability to not overthink and just get stuff done to do the stuff. And um, that's why in the newsletter, I always have the action steps because there's a, there's a massive difference between, you know, reading 600 books and, and learning something or taking a course. But if you don't take, if you don't act upon what you've learned, you might as well have not had the knowledge at all. And um, on top of that, what I like to do is I also like to take the knowledge, but not just act on it, share it, share it with someone because it, it, it then, it almost embeds it. It, it almost makes it like a, a tra it, it, there's definitely something transformational about sharing what you've learned with someone because it, it just has a, a profound impact in your own results as well. Um, <clears throat> one of the things I, I think people do is they set goals, but they don't actually plan goals. So, so over the years, I've created a very good system of, of planning goals. I always talk about, you know, if you was going to plan, um, you know, a seven day holiday in the year, you'd probably spend about two hours planning that holiday, right? So you, you'd probably take about two hours bringing the airport, doing the parking and all the rest of it, uh, looking around the internet for a place, booking the insurance and all that stuff, two hours on a seven day holiday. Well, that breaks down to about 1.8% of the holiday. Well, if you was to put that into the year, that'd work out to about three and a half solid days. 
So if you, obviously you're asleep for some of that. So it'd work out to about seven to 10 days. Now, how many people do you know spend seven to 10 days planning their year? Probably hardly any. Uh, but that's what I'm big on. I think if you, you have to actually put the planning in place and then actually go and do the work. And if you plan it, you break it down so that it's so, you know, so it's no longer overwhelming in any way. Uh, it just makes it easier to take those action steps. The action steps are there written for you. So um, I think the biggest separator between someone who gets results and someone who doesn't is just someone who's kind of taken the, the time to plan, to break it down, and then just to start knocking off the action steps. And that's why I have the action steps in the newsletter. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think a big part of it as well is not really being worried about it being perfect. You know, just jumping in there and sort of learn as you go and just adapt. And, just and that's a, yeah, that's a, that's another point. You know, you, you you have to learn by doing it first. You know, and I'm never I never stop doing that stuff. Like, I'll be honest with you, I'm just about to host a big event in London, and it was just an I like some we had a discussion. I had a discussion with Mike Bellafiore. He said, "Do you want to do this this event?" I said, "Yes." I don't know how to host this event. You know, I'm not, <laughs> I've never done this, but I've, it definitely won't stop me doing it. I'll do it and then I'll learn and there'll be bits at that event where we go, oh, that could have been done better. That could have been, you know, that was, that went all right. That, that wasn't too good. But guess what? You're never going to get to the, the great event if you don't start, if you don't try it. Yeah. And once you start, once you say yes, that's the easy bit because then there's that pressure on you to actually sort it out, save yourself the embarrassment and just actually do it properly. So just, there you go. You have to start it. That's the first thing, isn't it? So to be in business, you have to be in business. Yeah. So, so no matter how long unleashed is taking, it's still somewhere there. So it's still starting to do something. But how important has you know your continuous self development been over the years? Because some people may say, look, you've read over this many books, you've attended so many seminars, isn't it? enough doesn't it ever stop but how important do you think it is to just continue improving yourself as a person and your knowledge and specialities um yeah it's kind of a habit that i've built up over the of, of investing 10 percent uh, into self-development over the years and as obviously as my income's grown the kind of the level of self-development that i'm able to undertake is a lot greater and um it's just a great habit to build because no matter where you get to uh, if you stop you're backwards, that's, that's the way I see it. And um, I always want to move forward. So obviously the more that I can surround myself with a, a higher level of influence or a higher pin, the more I grow. So I never stop learning. Like, and, and I, I don't, that you can ever stop learning. Like there'll be, for instance, I could join a peer group that's full of lots of different entrepreneurs like dentists and, you know, uh, health coaches, life coaches. And just by talking and having those discussions with people, um, you might get a little idea from those people who are in a non-competitive uh, industry to you. And you'll just get an idea and it will click and it'll, you'll be able to create a, an amazing product or service out of that idea. Um, I think it's extremely important to continuously self-develop because you're either going to grow or you're going to decay. And with technology and times, you know, we, we're, we're in a time where technology is moving very, very fast. If you want to stay with the times and stay ahead of the game, it doesn't make sense to just stop learning. 
Yeah, just keep on improving as a person. There's no point in stopping. You have to be yeah. the best of the best, and that's one. Absolutely. Of my yeah. So we haven't got that long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so quite a lot of my listeners that say they're eventually inspired to actually take some action and you know start their business. How would you actually go about finding your niche and actually starting it up and structuring a business? Because obviously you've built up many businesses over the years, so. Yeah, I, I um, obviously it's a very kind of noisy marketplace. One thing, technology is great and social media is great. One thing it's enabled us to do is reach an audience very, very quickly and efficiently. Um, we can produce products and services very, very quickly and efficiently. But what that means is there's lots of people doing that, which means there's a lot, a lot of noise. There's a lot of it, it, it kind of brings in the doubt of trust and uh, integrity and you know it, it's it's a it's a minefield it's it's a it's a minefield out there so what i what i would suggest that people do <clears throat> is kind of pick an area that they're you know that they're passionate about that they something and they've got knowledge in and form your own kind of your own philosophy your own methodologies around how you achieve a certain result um the smallest group of people in that market as possible so for instance if i was you know if i was going to do beauty or hair and makeup for instance you might want to focus on being the the specialist who specializes in weddings in you know tenerife you know or something like that you know something very very niche because what you want to do is you want to build trust and capture the attention of the small part of the audience, uh, the small part of the market first and then pivot later and then grow and then pivot and then grow and then pivot. So just to capture the trust and the attention and the credibility in the first instance, it's about really just niching down and kind of really building an avatar around your target client, your ideal client, and ha and then having the, having the balls to go after just that one client because when companies start up, they just tend to try and get the money in the door and they, they make the mistake of trying to do everything for everyone. When in fact, when you get down the line, that's not sustainable and you're going to be earning less money and you're going to be having less fun uh, than you would if you just step, you know, stuck to your guns and just went after that one client and attracted in those that because they're going to be your ideal client. They're going to be the ones that you have fun with, that they're your friends, that you earn more money because they get the problem you're solving. Um, so my, my advice is just to start small and go after a tiny piece of the market, tiny piece of your piece of the market, uh, and then pivot later on. Well, I think that's, obviously that's great advice because the way I would see it is if you're trying to sort of go and think you're going to sell to everyone, it's going to be a bit intimidating because all of a sudden you're going to be thinking, why is everyone going to be buying from me? Whereas if you just specialize in your little niche, then you're more likely to actually convert these customers. into Exactly. Yeah. Set, set, you're setting yourself up for failure. And, and I always say you want to make it, you want to make it hard to fail and make it easy to succeed. And you don't want to open yourself up for failure on day one. Yeah. hundred percent. And would you, I mean, obviously, we know in business, you know, it should be sort of an ecosystem. It should be running for us. And we shouldn't really be involved in our business as almost employees because otherwise you're just self-employed. So how would you go about structuring that in terms of products? And Yep. So, um, you know, you've 
uh, of Daniel Priestley, have read some of his books. Uh, he talks about something. I mean, he's not the only guy that that, that does this, but there's something called a, a four-product ecosystem, a four-product uh, system. Um, first of all, it's about the content out there so that you don't have to be accessible to build that trust up. So back in the day, everyone used to have to kind of make a load of phone calls and build rapport and it was one-on-one and you were tr- kind of hoping to build trust up with one person. Nowadays, people can go and spend, you know, 200 hours online before they've even spoken to me, before they've even sent me a message and they've already built trust. You know, you get people coming up to you and saying, I had a couple come up to me recently and the girlfriend said, oh, look, I'm losing my husband to, to you. He's got a bromance <laughs> with you where I hear your voice so often. In fact, I was at an event and I asked a question and she recognized my voice. And they came up to me after and they said, I knew it was Jason Grace then because I hear your voice so much is your, your thing, right? And up until that point, I'd never had a conversation with a guy. So it's about having a system, having a way, putting out free build trust with your audience, um, which removes you from having to be that point of contact. Um, you know, then you want to take them through this kind of journey. So you want to, you want to, you don't want to just force a high ticket product because you want to kind of just maybe the ones that are enjoying your free stuff, introduce them to an event you might be hosting, um, you know, get some details from them. Uh, more trust give them more value and then after that point you can pretty much sell what you want because anything you've obviously got a product of value they trust you and that's it if if your only attention is on delivering value and, and changing their life through your products and service then it's a match made in in heaven right so all you've got to do is build the trust in the first place so that's what i'd say for that in terms of lived income um, as soon as you can as soon as you've got a great product or service, you want to basically ask yourself, how can I do this once? And then it just does it for me. So for everything that you do, if you're starting a business, what, what I would say, my best piece of advice if you're starting a business today, build it as if you, and imagine on the day of sale that someone's going to go, how does this work? How does that work? How does this work? How does that work? And you almost want an instruction manual that you can just hand over to them and go, here you go. And if you do that from day one, you're onto a winner. Um, you know, have staff policies before you staff. Have, um, you know, systems of um, welcome emails before you've even got a client. Have all that stuff in place because when you get down the road, you wish that you had these systems in place. And when you get down to 100,000 a year, 200,000 a year, half a million a year and you haven't got those systems then you've got to rebuild them and it will just be a complete overwhelm trust me yeah i mean i feel that's great advice obviously you've got the business experience and i feel like it's very useful to anyone that's doing it and they should be taking everything on board so yeah, yeah. And this business is about fun as well, right? And and financial. So you want to be able to leverage your way out of the business as much as possible as well. So for me, it's about being just face of the brand and and every single service or or every single interaction that comes out of my business to the the customer will be through a system of some sort. I'm not going to be there typing out the emails and I'm not going to be there 
answering the phone and I'm not going to be there doing you know, every single part of the, of the functional side of the business. You don't want to do that. You want to be there to just be a message, give your value and that's it. Yeah. And once you achieve this, I mean, once you've got your business making you money as you've had in the past and you finally achieve your financial freedom, what are the results like? Because obviously I'm yet to get there and experience the lifestyle of financial freedom, financial independence. So what has it done for you? How has it changed your life? First of all, I mean, it's how people define financial independence anyway. Financial independence to me is just not being reliant upon a, um, you know, a geographical location, a human another human being that's financial independence financial freedom is really never having to do anything if you didn't want to so financial independence obviously is your independence but you still got you've still got to do something to provide uh, an income does that make sense because you whether it's trading or investing you've still got to click a button your brain still has to be alive to kind of generate that income whereas financial freedom is having never ever have to work again uh, which very very few people get to that level but once you become financially independent here's where the magic happens you get more opportunities you get more time to focus and you're not running in scarcity so opportunities that you see when you become financially independent it are are going to enable you to have endless opportunities going forward so the answer to the question is it never ends like because what it is the more free time you get the more you focus on what you actually are getting out of bed and driven towards every day so you know if i want to get up and spend a month creating a product for someone and then give it away for free i can do that whereas if i want to create a high level product and service and get together a load of mentors and you know pay them a high daily rate and we deliver a workshop i can do that as well so it's the ability to kind of get up and do whatever inspires you but i don't think that ever ends because it's a human it's human nature to want uncertainty as well we want to grow we want to do new things yeah we want the drama we want to do something else yeah otherwise it's just what we're doing it's pointless and what's the point i know <laughs> there's no point in life literally just what sit there playing games all day it's not gonna happen you know, <laughs> find something to do find something meaningful and um yeah just to wrap it up have you got any advice for young people um just like me my age anyone coming out of uni going into uni that sort of age yeah um i've got plenty of advice for young people um first one has to be look your freedom, your financial independence isn't from you earning more money. What it's going to come from is you controlling your living expenses to the point where you, you're not enslaved to the bank. So don't go and buy the Gucci belts. Don't go and buy the, you know, don't buy stuff just to keep up with friends. If you want to go and start a business, get your head down and, and, you know, expect that it's going to take a couple of years few years to get that momentum really going and um references don't try and buy stuff to impress people you don't care about you know that is going to put you in a bad position and uh, also you know, listen to people listen to peers and remember that your parents are probably millennials and older so they're going to have an old way of thinking they're not embracing technology necessarily so they're going to give you bad advice expect that your parents are going to give you bad advice so take it on board with an open mind ask yourself 
does this actually align with my future plans and what I want out of life and how is this going to affect me without jumping in? And then if it's something that's you see as good advice, take it, you know, or just, uh, or just say thanks for your advice, but it doesn't quite really tally up with where I want to go because it, it could hinder me here or it could hinder me there. So that, that'd be my advice. Live to life on your terms and uh, be who you want to be. No, I think that's great. I mean, see, look, you've heard it from him, not from me. So he's credited. And if you think I lack credibility, he doesn't. So if there's someone to listen to, well, that's Jason. So, yeah, thank you very much for coming on, Jason. Do you want to sort of promote your social media, all the content you've got just to get out there? So if you want to do that. For yeah, yourself. if you're if you if you're, if you're interested in, you know, financial empowerment, wealth creation, um, then you can just find me on social media. Jason Greystone, if you just kind of all the usual channels um and if you're invest if you're interested in kind of speculation and trading then there's tier one trading.com um, yeah i mean i'd highly advise i've been following jason for what about over a year and a half now almost and yeah. is you know I've developed as a person financially everything so just take his advice on board trust him and just make sure you make the most out of it podcast newsletter it's all free it's all for you to help you grow as a person so just make sure you make the most out of it so yeah again thank you jason for coming on and until the next one we'll see you sometime in the future i guess we'll bring you back for another one thanks for having me mate you're welcome and yeah if you enjoyed this podcast this episode make sure you leave a rating and a review and share it around so we can just get out to as many people as possible and yeah in a minute